You are listening to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Welcome back to Launchpad, another edition, and we've got a great guest for you today. We have got Atomic Tom. Now, Atomic Tom's been in our school lots of times, and he's met lots of children at Dogsthorpe Infant School, and it's great to have you on the show, Tom. Pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Could, could you tell us, please, a little bit about what you offer schools and communities across the country? Yes, thank you. Uh, so what I want to do is try and show people that science is for everybody. It's as accessible as possible. I think that there can occasionally be a stigma attached to it where it's for geniuses and people who are, you know, want to be shut away in dark rooms doing their own plans and things like that. But I want to show as many people as possible that science is all around us. The fun and excitement and intrigue is all around us um, and we can find it in hundreds of ways every day. So what I do is I go around lots and lots of different schools, uh, generally primary schools, but we also work with public events, um, national, international ones, um, and also secondary schools as well. We try and deliver on that promise, really, to show people how fun science can be. We make it as interactive as possible. So it's all about explosions and chemicals and hoverboard rides, Van de Graaff generators, anything that you can think that is loud, messy, interactive, just to try and spark as much enthusiasm as possible. Brilliant. The The great thing about what you offer, and I, I've seen you at work and and the children and the teachers who are at Dogsthorpe Infants know exactly what you offer, uh, is that um, science can be quite a dry subject if you look at it on paper, or even though science is around us wherever we go. But what you offer is excitement the gasps we always know when you're in school because we can hear the gasps and the laughs and the and the explosions going off and it and it bring it brings science into an interactive 360 degree experience and that's what what you offer through your your events isn't it that's that's certainly what we're going for um particularly when we're working with infants and and primary so dogs or infants for example I obviously um, want to be accurate in the scientific information that I'm, I'm putting across. I want to introduce the ideas of scientific inquiry. Um, but more importantly than that, I just want people to realise that there is something for them in science. It's such a broad ranging, wide topic that there is something for everybody. Um, yeah, I always kind of challenge people when they say, I don't like science because you think, well, well, Yes, I can understand. We've all had less than ideal experiences. Sometimes, you know, we might have a teacher might have been having a bad day at our secondary school, and oh, I don't know, whatever. But we, there is so much for us to 
to be able to get from it. So whether you're interested in biology, chemistry, physics, you don't have to be interested in all of them, but there is something for everybody. And the more that we can um, show that, that's what I'm looking to do. So as I say, I try to be accurate, but really I just want people to have a positive experience of science and, and then be able to relate a positive experience with oh yeah that's science i like that i i'm interested in that i want to find out more um and all of the the formal learning the um what can be dry as you as you say but what becomes proper science as we get older all of that uh can come at a later date i think um if you have that enthusiasm it's like anything anything that we want to do in our lives if we find it interesting it makes it much much easier than something that we're that we're you know we may need to but it's not quite where we want to be so i just want to put as many positive experiences out um and and that obviously means as i say hands-on interactive um visual loud every try and awaken every sense as much as possible to whatever activity we're doing obviously um these these lessons that you offer these these activities that you offer uh, are focused into different age groups but with the primary schools that are listening what are the sorts of things that do you offer uh, bearing in mind the different age groups so i like to cover the whole primary curriculum uh for science so that there are obviously a lot of differences within that uh, there are particular themes for example plants come up every every year and that can be something that because doing experiments with plants growing might take a little bit longer so you might need to focus on as well as the patience of that experiment you might need to try and focus on slightly um tenuously linked things to do with life or uh, food chains and, and things like that but it's the whole whole uh it's, it's the whole curriculum that we offer um so whether it's chemistry mixing things together i don't mind it being called potions if children call it potions the important thing is they're interested and they want to do it and they want to make fizzes and bangs and pops and slime um so we do all of those things uh, I had a, I've been in a school this morning, um, similar age groups actually to uh, to Dogs Thorpe Infants, reception one and two. Um, we had a teacher on the hoverboard in the assembly this morning. That was good fun. Um, and that's always a surprising reaction from the staff as much as the children that we managed to get one of them flying around the hall. Only an inch off the ground, but it is still flying. Um, we used a Van de Graaff generator with year two. So we were shooting electricity at each other after we had introduced the concepts of atoms and electrons and charge and these kind of words that we may actually be aware of, but pull them into the reality of the world around us. Um, and we finished off with a session with year one making slime, which I know is very popular. <laughs> That's, it's popular with children, if not teachers and parents, going home with a pot of slime to, to get all over the dog and curtains and whatever else. But uh, yeah, the, the slime is always a popular one. I, I think, in fact, I'm 
I, I can I have little slime cups made, branded ones made. So I kind of know how many I've I've made over the years. And I think I've just crept through the twenty thousand pot mark. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> so, we've, <laughs> so we've done a fair bit of slime over the years. But, uh, well, when it, when it when it comes to infants, I'm sure that that you know you can never have enough slime, can you? Um, no, you, no. you mentioned that, that you do things like um, assemblies, and I, I guess you offer what assemblies, half days, full days. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the activities that you mentioned there, or, or that you asked about the the kind of slime Van de Graaff generates electricity. Um, I've got about twenty of those. Those tend to be kind of an hour workshop, um, so time and opportunity for the children to really get involved. I'll introduce a concept, and then and then as much as possible, they will get stuck in. Um, so whether it's that or dissecting owl pellets or something that they can actually get in, involved with. We often pair that with a uh, a short assembly to kind of start the day. So maybe 20 minutes or so assembly that we start with a bang. So for example, the hoverboard, as I said, or there's a few others. Um, so that can really kick the day off in quite an exciting way, you know, introduce that it is going to be a bit of a different day with a with a visitor in, with, with somebody different in, um, and then go off to the lessons where hopefully feeding into what we were saying earlier, that, that interest has been sparked peaked hopefully and then a little bit the children are a little bit more open to um really getting stuck in and they hopefully have heard their friends laughing and giggling and want to be talking with them about what's going on and then when we get back to class and do something a little bit more hands-on they're all in they're up for it yeah because it, that is so important, isn't it, about getting what, what you were saying earlier, about getting kids interested at a very, very early age. I mean, when you think about it, people like Stephen Hawking, uh, I don't know when he first started thinking about science and getting involved in, 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 in the things that he got involved in. But, um, you know, if there's anyone listening, children that are listening, students from, our, from Hampton College, if you're listening and you're thinking about and it interests you about science... Think about people and the, the activities that people like Atomic Tom's doing because you can literally change people's lives. Thinking back, Tom, about, um, I mean, you're, it's your Atomic Tom, uh, your company's Atomic Science, uh, with all of the things that are going on in the world at the moment, particularly in, in Ukraine and with Russia talking about nuclear and things like that, it's very easy for uh, Atomic the word atomic, to be seen in a very negative way, and yet atoms are all around us all the time. And it is a very exciting subject. So how do you feel about that and about how children feel about the word atomic? Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is a word that can bring up a lot of different meanings and evoke different emotions. Um it's normally a word that I am introducing to children at the age that I work at. So fortunately, we don't have any of the not, uh, kind of negative uh, connotations. Um, because as you say, uh, an, an atomic bomb or whatever, to be honest, when that's mentioned in front of children, they normally get quite excited and think I'm going to try and blow the school up. <laughs> um, atomic kitten is another one that I get from the teachers. But the schools are all too, the children are all too young to understand that reference. But anyway, um, I, I think it feeds into what you said a moment ago, that in terms of interest in science, I, I, I almost feel like... Um, 
children in particular younger children without putting a specific age on it generally younger children i think they're naturally and inherently interested in science i think what we uh, as a nation grown-ups whatever as a culture i think people actually get turned away from it if you offer virtually any three-year-old the opportunity to poke and prod and have a look at things and investigate you can use different words to it but effectively they're doing science Mm -hmm. um so i think the important thing is to actually keep those good experiences going keep the interactivity going um try to not turn them off from it um and yeah as as you say there are unfortunately things going on in the world Mm -hmm. that will you know that that do obviously cause cause mm. bad and problematic mm. headlines but at the same time the two years that we've just had um there are lots of conversations to be had about the difference between science and advocacy for example if we're talking about vaccines and things like that but ultimately and i don't include myself in this group but ultimately it is scientists and engineers that get us out of these messes um they're the ones that find these solutions and they are the they're the people that we need in society we need a lot of people we need a lot of different people we need arts we need caring people for uh, you know pastoral teachers nurses doctors we need we need a wide range of of things but we also need scientists um and that's what i want to you know ideally i'd like to to try and uh encourage really yeah i i think that it was it wasn't that long ago that I was standing with a young child looking up in the sky trying to spot the, the International Space Station, which they said was visible. And the excitement in that child's face just looking up at the stars. And yet as we get older, we just, yeah, well, they're there, aren't they? You know, and it's very easy to get, not cynical, but it's very easy to, to lose that excitement that young children have for science and and it's harnessing into that excitement like you're doing through your work that helps to build and to inspire the science the scientists of the future would you say that's right absolutely i think that's absolutely true and and i think it's um it can be a without necessarily going into high level theoretical scientific principles and things like that i just I just think it can also be really good for, I mean, mental health is a broad term, but but just humility, whatever you want to call it. Like you say, looking up at the stars and actually stopping, you know, we, we all lead busy lives these days and we're wondering, you know, making sure we can pay the bills and getting dinner and, and sorting things out and, and whatever else. But going going back to being able to get that, find the time to make the curiosity to have the curiosity that a child will have like you say looking up at the stars or or just pausing and thinking how on earth does that work why does why does this happen especially in the world that we live in where we're constantly reliant on technology and you know whether it's whether it's civil engineering projects bridges being built near us we sit in roadworks you know for goodness knows how long a day and occasionally think well, actually, there's there's a phenomenal amount of engineering that's gone into that. And there are really, really smart people working out the materials that need to be used and all sorts of different things. And I know that sounds like an incredibly geeky thing to say, um, 
And without having the high-level understanding that a lot of these people do, yes, I probably am quite geeky about trying to still find those little nuggets of interest and inspiration. But it, I think it also sets a good example. And that's hopefully as people who work with young, with children and young people, I think that's kind of something that we like to try and do, isn't it? it, it yeah. Try and walk walk a little bit, try and, try and set a good example. And Absolutely. If we, can, if we can take a moment to think, well, how, how does the engine of a car work? Or why am I receiving radio signal in here? Or how does the signal to my television satellite work? The fact that there's thousands of satellites up there. Just just those little snippets um, and taking the time to think of them and think about them. Um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take long to, to reignite that spark that you have as we said, speaking earlier as a three, four, five-year-old, where they'll just do it instinctively. They'll just go for it. Mm. So I, um, I, I remember that um, I'm, I'm very old, all you listeners. I'm very, very old. I can remember the very first time I saw a microwave demonstrated. And it absolutely blew my mind. You know, they put it into this little box and the box didn't get get and get hot like a normal conventional oven and yet it still cooked a, a baked potato you know and i thought to myself how does that work you know how what's the magic behind it so all you parents who are listening to this and i know that there are lots of our, our parents of children at dogsthorpe who listen to to this podcast next time you take a, a microwave meal out of out of the microwave or something for your children ask them and say to them I wonder how this works because that's science. These air fryers that a lot of you are using, that's science. It's science that cooks that food. So we've got all this science around us and this is why uh, what Tom's offering schools is very, very important because we've got to get our children inspired and excited about the science that's all around them. Tom, I'm going to ask you to grasp the nettle now. Um, If a school wants you... Uh, to come into to a school i know you're a very busy guy are there other people who help you or is it just you are you a lone crusader yeah yeah lone ranger at the moment <laughs> yeah i do have i, I do have um, a team of people that help me out with a few bits and pieces um but generally in terms of the uh, school term time work um yes it's it's me um I must have driven everybody else away i'm not sure <laughs> but yeah it's it's me at the moment um but similarly, I mean, I don't think this was really the point of the podcast, but also if anyone's looking, always happy to take people on. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a real job at all, is what I always think. Of it. I, I was going to say it's a fun job. Of course it's not. I've, I've been flying hoverboards and making slime this morning. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's me cruising around and, and I quite like that, seeing all different places and different schools. And so... Um, yeah, there's 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 lots of opportunity to see people, so, and uh, also so, going to be doing some videos and online bits. So hopefully there'll be more resources, even if I can't can't right. quite be live in person. Right. So if if a school is thinking about having you, well, what's the sorts of costings? I know it varies from the time that they want you, but could you yeah. give a ballpark sort of figures? Yeah, absolutely. I, I tried to be try to be very transparent with um with the prices, and and they're the same for all schools. So. Uh, it's quite simply um, for one of those hour sessions that I mentioned, it's £75 for one of one of those. Um, and then obviously beyond that, it's it's multiples. So if, for example, there are 
six classes in a in a school then and you wanted one session with each of those then it would be it would be six times 75 um so 450 for that then we it would normally that 20 minute assembly that i mentioned to kind of start with a bit of a bang again that's just another another 75 on top of there so it basically you know in general it'll work out two or three pounds per child um for what would be a an assembly and then an hour in their class you know with with their group with their class um there are a few other bits and pieces we do longer shows as well if if uh, we don't tend to do the long shows and the workshops but obviously it's up to schools and whatever they would like um so we do a kind of 45 minute show much longer than that it can be you know it's a long time for the children to to sit even if they're hopefully having fun um so yeah and and then there's possibly after school clubs and things like that there's lots and lots of different things that we try to offer um so yeah but the the 75 for an hour is is about where we are and if people want to get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to, to get in touch? Yes. Yeah, so my website is atomicscience.org. Um, there, are, there are a few videos on YouTube. If you want just a couple of little ideas for experiments with Easy Kit at home, that's Atomic Tom UK. Uh, Twitter is Atomic Science UK, I believe. You can tell how much I use social media. There's a Facebook um, Atomic Tom UK as well. Um, yeah, so through my website, that's got all the information on um, to, yeah, just get in touch and, and see, really. AtomicScience.org is the best place to go. Well, well, thank you for your time today and being on the podcast. Thank you for being a regular visitor at our school. I know the kids will are always excited when we say Atomic Tom's on his way um, because they know what to expect from you now. And, of course, every year brings a new... 90 new lot of 90 children into our school uh, to meet you again so no doubt you'll be back in dogsorp infants very very soon uh, can i recommend I what uh, tom's been saying today and the work that he does i've seen him in action he's well worth booking tom thank you for your time today well that's it for another week folks captain dave and eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad they'll have more great guests more places to see and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So, until next week, be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. of the Hampton Academies Trust. It's the school where stars go to dream, believe and shine.